Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are in the video store, chewing on their jackalope antlers, but with a soft G, so soft that you can't even hear it. And also, guys, yes, video stores are still around, unlike Netflix, who decided to stop renting out their DVDs. Hmm. We're playing the long game, people. We're playing the long game. But guys, besides all that, this is a very special episode because the Butt Maestro is here and also GLaDOS is here! Hi everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit we love. And this week, like the Admiral mentioned, it's going to be a little bit special because uh, GLaDOS has cooked up a contract to somehow merge unions between an AI and a regular human. Uh, we're, AKA, we're getting very... Don't ask us how that's going to work. We're still figuring it out. They They showed me the schematics and I got so confused i took a nap and woke up and was more confused i did not understand sometimes things not. don't have to make sense for them to work you know exactly and you know what i'm okay uh, with it and so when the admiral gave us the option for what we wanted to watch for the show for this week uh glados pulled this one from her memory banks and yeah has a conspiracy theory to go right along with it oh it's kind of perfect oh that's at a front it's a front is it a front? Not a front. No. Oh, no. Just a slight conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started with Pretty Woman from 1990. Gary Marshall directed and stars Richard Gere as Edward and uh, his lawyer, Philip, uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah. It's one of the first few people we meet in the movie. Uh, and also starring uh, Julia Roberts as Viv and her friend Kit. Uh, Larsan Giacomo, yeah, and I'm so it. sorry if it. I got that wrong. I think you nailed it. And then personally, my favorite, uh, Mr. Barney Thompson, Dr. L. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Hector Elizondo. Thank you, darling. Uh, Elizondo. And that's just a small handful of the cast in this movie that are, A, great in this movie, and B, some of them pop up later in, well, I'm going to let Gladys talk about it when we get to it. Gary Marshall's directed many, many films, and Admiral, you were mentioning mentioning a few that I didn't even realize. Oh, um, well, he also helped uh, uh, create Happy Days, and also Laverne and Shirley, the spinoff of Happy Days. And um, he appeared, he didn't star in, I mean, he didn't direct Hocus Pocus, but he did uh, pop up in Hocus Pocus um, as Satan and his actual real-life sister, who plays Laverne, Penny Marshall, shows up as Medusa, his wife. So That oh, is cool. adorable. Yeah. So Oh whenever, my goodness. Whenever that man shows up in anything, I just go, well, look at Satan. It's Satan. <laughs> look at him. And I'm glad you're mentioning the little cameos and everything in other productions because, and I'll, I'll get into this, all right, all right. Let's let, let's pull the covers off of it. it. Here's my conspiracy Tinfoil theory. Hats on. Because I'm right. I'm a little upset now I, uh, because I just I've want waited. To let y'all know, I always have my tinfoil hat on when I record. I always. Oh, I know. Okay, okay. It's really weird I, to edit out. I'm I'm very disappointed that nobody told me to watch this movie sooner because the second I watched it, 
I realized that Barry Marshall basically directed the child-friendly version of this movie essentially 20 years later, maybe 10 years later. 10 or 15 years later. Princess Diaries. So many of the actors we just mentioned appear in Princess Diaries. So many. There is a blooper, okay, that was involved in writing Princess Diaries from this movie. We're talking about the the blooper, part of the blooper reel in uh, Pretty Woman, uh, in which uh, Julia Roberts, what, what was she doing? She, she, oh, she was eating the ice takes cream a bite of the palate cleanser. She takes a bite of the palate cleanser right as they're taking it away from the table, and she literally starts to choke because it's so cold. And they cut that from the movie, but if you know Princess Diaries, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Funny enough, the waiter in that scene that picks up the broken glass, ding, 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 it happens all the time, is the same actor that catches the uh, snail shell and says it happens all the time. So conspiracy theory... Francis Diaries is the children-friendly version of Pretty Woman. Yep. Which is funny, because we'll mention this later on in here. Uh, I have to point out the music in this movie is done by James Newton Howard, but there is a significant amount of music featured in this movie not written by James Newton Howard. I'm, of course, talking about the opera that is significantly featured in this movie, La Traviata, which, if you... Reader's Digest, just super TLDR of La Traviata, which is a very complicated opera. It's it's Pretty Woman. Uh. <laughs> it's Pretty Woman. Except substitute the word, uh, words that I don't feel comfortable with saying, uh, the H word, sex workers. Place all those words with the, uh, the courtesan, escort woman of the night kind of thing uh, there's a duke involved or if i count lots of money lots of old money uh very similar premise to pretty woman uh which is why it's incredibly appropriate that later in the movie they go see that opera i love it i absolutely that's, adore it I mean, gary marshall that's... is an absolute wonderful human being and he needs to be protected <laughs> unfortunately he, is... he passed away didn't he no! Yeah. yeah, he died in 2016. Y'all! R.I.P. Uh, July 19th, 2016. Damn. Oh. Well, I hope him and Betty White are having a good old time. Oh, yeah, sure. well, Penny, Mar- Penny Marshall's up there because she uh, died a couple years ago as well, I believe. Oh. So he's hanging out with his sister and uh, Betty. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, let's get back to the movie. You know, we, we've met Edward, we've met Philip in this house party, and Edward pieces out in a very nice car, a Lotus, a 90s that Lotus. can't drive. But it's still gorgeous. And that's yep. where we kind of get introduced Damn. to Viv and Kit, which, part of the conspiracy theory, are the exact same energy as Mia yeah, and Lily. Yep. Exact same energy. Um... They're they're sex workers. They're doing anything they can just to scrap by. And Viv is tired of it. She wants something else, but turns a trick and meets Edward. All he asks for is direction. She's always going for money, and she gets it. They they eventually get to his destination, because he doesn't know where he's going in Beverly Hills. Get to this gorgeous hotel. She is sticking out like a poor Thor's... Um, he's he's doing his damn best to help her blend in, but uh, you know, nosy people be nosy. 
And I just have to point out a continuity error right within the first 10 minutes of this movie. You know, they're, they're walking into the lobby. There's a couple standing by the elevator. And Edward comes up and presses the elevator call button. I'm wondering, why on earth would you hit that button? What is that couple sitting there standing? Are they just staring at the elevator? Why would are. you press the call button? I think they're literally well, just standing at the elevator and seeing who walks out and judging anyone who walks out or walks in. I think that's the whole reason they're there. Well, I also think maybe Gary Marshall didn't give him the direction to press the button. Like, oh. maybe he maybe he didn't do that. I don't know. There he was were... too busy trying to write uh, uh, Runaway Bride. I don't know. <laughs> I will say, look, there were a, quite a few takes in this movie that were not written. Uh, specifically, later in the movie where she's being Can't shown the uh, the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And she goes in to touch mm-hmm. it. Uh who is it? Uh, Richard Greer. Richard Greer, yeah. He closes the box and startles her. That was a blooper. That was an outtake. They kept it yeah, in because it's hilarious. Wow. That is that is a good one. Uh, you know, I, it, it, we're, we're going up to the hotel room. They're chit-chatting. And she is not normal. Not, not crazy. But he says, very few people surprise me. And she returns with, well, you're lucky. Most people shock the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And I love it. At one point, we get a line, again, conspiracy theory. Can I call you Eddie? Which just reminds me of Mia. Can I call you Joey? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And who's Which Joe? leads me into, you know, we've got the dinner training and, and, and everything that this blessed hotel manager is doing to help her and, and explain to her, you know, this isn't common in this hotel, but let's be frank. Let's be friendly. And he sees past what is just the title of sex worker and genuinely sees the the precious, I mean, just absolute sweetheart that she is on the inside and seeing him help her with the dress and the tailors and the training of the salad forks and everything. He is Joey. He's Joe. So you're, you're talking about Joey. You're talking about him being kind of, let's call it a, a father figure. And that's kind of a recurring theme in this movie is both of these main characters have a lot of traumas around their original father figures. Uh, different traumas, but still internalized. Uh, and both Viv and Edward uh, in this movie both find people who can kind of stand in for a minute as like just the healthy words of wisdom pat on the back you did good kid i'm proud of you someone to like genuine encouragement when you need it and they both needed that i'm blown away by how much character not just character development but how well you get to know these people how well you can see past their titles of oh just a sex worker oh just a ceo or oh just a branch manager like he really takes the time to dive into these characters and Every single moment on screen is there for a purpose, is there for a reason. Um, with with all of the dinner training, you know, we finally get to the dinner scene. It's supposed to be this this important business meeting about buying and taking over a company and this, this old man is not standing for it. But again, you see these little wholesome moments of Julia Roberts, Viv, staring at the table, trying to figure out, I thought we were supposed to start with the salad. What do you mean we end with the salad? The I don't, that's the fork I use. I don't know what I'm doing. And the, the 
Well, older yeah, couple, man. Uh, older man at the table says, "I've never known what fork to use," and he just starts using his hands. It's just yeah. small little moments and details like that that you know it's written, you know it's scripted, but you can see the genuine humanity behind the people. Yeah, and that's that's rare to to find. Um, On the flip side of that, there are also characters in this movie that, not to say they don't have that humanity, but they choose not to see that in other people. And we're talking really about Philip, uh, the most piece of piece shit of character shit? that Jason Alexander has ever played, yep. in my opinion. What a total yep. piece of shit. Oh, uh, so, this, this would be the appropriate time, by the way, uh, to put up my Does the Dog Die warning. Uh, there are two things that will come up. It is sexual advances, and I had assault. one other note. Uh, give me a moment. I will find it. Straight up assault. Be, um, um, sexual advances and abusive behavior. So does the dog yeah. die? That's that's your your warning for this movie. I should have said it earlier. I apologize. It's okay. You said it now, so that's all that specifies is that. Exactly. I'm, mean, you know, just just before we get further into it, let's just, you know, just in case for, for watchers. Fortunately, this isn't an HBO modern show where the characters you're supposed to be rooting for are the ones doing those very problematic things. No, this movie's a little right. bit simpler. Uh, Edward never does any of that shit. Uh, it's his. It's all lawyer, Philip the lawyer. Uh, clearly, yeah. a piece of shit, and a clear example of this movie of how not to be to women. It's not, it's so, it's so much more than that. It's, it's again, we've talked about the humanity in these characters more than just what their titles are. Right. He only sees it as a yep. title, as a property, as an object. That's like, what you are and that's it. And the yeah. fact that he can't see past that, I, I agreed. Absolute piece of shit. So thank y'all both for <laughs> acknowledging that. That makes the world better. <laughs> not all men are bad. Uh, not all men are bad. But enough that it's a problem that needs to be fixed. Correct. And uh, the men who care are constantly checking themselves. Correct. Correct. Um, right, Admiral? Oh, 100%. I just have a little bit on James Morse, the uh, the old man, the the yes. by his company. Uh, this was his last role. Oh. He died uh, in 1991. Yeah, Ralph Bellamy. Yeah. Uh, and also, a lot of people may know him from Trading Places. He was Randolph Duke, who also showed up in Coming to America. Uh, he was one of the bums in Coming mm. to America. Um, and he was also in The Wolfman. No, the original. He was in two episodes of Matlock. Yeah, he was in the original Wolfman, 1941. This is, that's, that is very. He was in at least one episode of the original Twilight Zone, from what I can tell. Yep. He's also in Amazon Women from the yeah. Moon. Fantastic. He was great in this. He was absolutely great in this. And that's another, if if uh, uh, hotel manager, Mr. Thompson, is the father figure, you know, to, to yes. Viv stand in, then that's the father stand in. 100% what I was getting at. 100% what I was getting at. Thank you. Um, still trying to keep the plot moving along. I do apologize. So they do the, they do the, the sequence, um, and... Before the dinner sequence, we get to go to the dress shop. And by the way, all I got to say is I enjoyed the dress shop scene more as an adult than as a child because I did watch this movie Same. a lot with my mom in the mid-90s because, of course, it's Richard Gere. I mean, what what woman <laughs> did not want to be with that silver fox? Am I right? Andre, I, I get it. I get it. I understand completely. 
the dress shop scene was amazing. And isn't the guy who's like, oh, you should kiss her ass, not my ass. Isn't he also from Princess Diaries? That's what Patron told me. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that is Paolo. So isn't it ironic that both makeup scenes, makeover scenes, star yep. the same actor? What's, what's that's Paolo. That, what's up with that? I, I'm telling you, this is my conspiracy theory. And I believe he did reprise his role in Princess Diaries. Correct. Yeah, it's Paolo. Yeah, he cam- comes back and makes her a moose, a yes. very pretty moose. Makes all the boy moose go mwah. Um. Also. Two other random cameos that only I will probably be the one that cares. Uh, the detective is Hank Azaria, who plays Mo from The Simpsons. Yep, yep, okay. I called that last night, yep. I didn't even realize that until he pointed out, and unfortunately, Barrett, the only role that I recognized or would have... You know, I'm in Museum 2 as yeah. Kamun Ra. Which is an excellent movie if you've never watched it. It's absolutely adorable. Yeah, Admiral, go off about how he's every voice he, he's in The Simpsons. He's just about every voice in The Simpsons. He does an amazing job. Um, and also, he's in another movie called uh, The Birdcage. Yes. Robin Williams yes. and Nathan Lane. If, if you haven't watched this movie, I'd love to make you watch it because it's uh, phenomenal. And uh, Hank Azaria plays, um, I think he's a, a Latino uh, character. Um, but... Uh, yeah. so And he is one of my favorite lines. Very one gay of, Cuban man. One of my favorite lines he's ever done is "fuck the shrimp." So whenever I see him, I that's that is, fuck the shrimp. That's what I say. Um, and also, it's a blink and you miss it cameo because literally you see the landlord from above shot and that's it. So Larry Hankley, or Hankin, uh, is old Joe from the Breaking Bad series. You know the guy who like wipes everything. That's oh. that is. Whoa! What yeah. a oh. so that is old Joe from Breaking Bad, the landlord. That's incredible. Now I will say I I have one more oh, little cameo okay. in We're here. Just pulling out all the cameo stops today. The elevator yeah. attendant. Yeah, Dennis. Mister Robitussin. He's the cranky next door neighbor in Princess oh, Diaries. Shit! Damn! Damn! Yup! Damn! And it makes so much sense. He's the elevator attendant. He would know yeah, he all would. the gossip. That's why he's writing soap operas. I'm telling you. I, I'm just letting you know. I almost did a spit take just then. Just letting, just letting you know. Look, one of these days I will be able to connect that Mr. Thompson is actually Joe. He had to take a different name because he's working security for the embassy. Because it takes place in Los Angeles, but San Francisco is... I'm just... I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. The universes okay. are related. It's, it's the the Gary Marshall Cinematic Universe now. The GM okay. Universe. The GM Universe. Yes. GMU. G- GMU. <laughs> the GMU. Oh my God. Well, you know, technically, Laverne wow. and Shirley did go to LA in the last three seasons of the show. So, ooh. See, now we just got to find out if, if Hector was in one of those episodes. Oh, fuck. Okay. Admiral, I've got another weird cameo in, in here that I don't know if you call it, but I most certainly call it. What is uh, it? Jason Alexander's girlfriend or wife in this movie, Philip Stuckley's wife, Elizabeth Stuckley, played mm-hmm. by Amy Yazbeck. Did you recognize that hot redhead? Uh, I absolutely recognize that hot redhead. That's Mad- Maid Marian. From Robin Hood Men in Tights. Okay, that's who I thought it was. That's who I thought it was. But she was also in Mask. The Mask. Yes, yes, she was. 
Yeah. Again, the, the, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm just saying, Gary Marshall knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, he, he know he knew a lot of good actors. He was clearly on really good terms with a lot of good actors who wanted to keep coming back for his projects. So then he knew, like, it's not quite typecasting, but it is kind of typecasting in like knowing what your people are good at. Yeah. You know. Uh, also, the other the other little thing is the scene the scene that I liked a lot was uh, the polo scene. Um, yes. When they were all like, "Oh, uh, Edward's like this, well, Edward's like this," Edward, and I just love how uh, I love how Viv- Vivian's like, "I'm just in it, I'm just in it for the sex," and all the women are just like, "Oh, oh, yep." And I'm just like, "Yep, he's our most eligible bachelor. Everybody's been trying to get to him." Oh. I'm just using him for sex and just walks away. And so that's a normal thing to drop at a polo match. Like, okay, alrighty then. Well, I guess because we live. I will say the whole uh, covering up the divots tradition thing uh, was a good reminder to me of why I'm glad that we've switched from wanting to be like the rich to wanting to eat the rich and save their houses for public housing and libraries. Yeah. Uh, the divot scene was really weird because I was like, what the fuck? Are they just going to like kick the shit? That was pretty uncomfortable. Are they going to kick the shit? And they're like, stay away from the steaming divots. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I realized. It's, it's another instance of poor, of uh, rich people having fun pretending to be poor people because it's novelty. Yep. And Yeah. So, I was about to say, don't they pay people on golf courses to fix the divots? Yeah. So by... Yeah, you're right. They're just participating in... Oh, yep. God, that's yeah. uncomfortable. Well, all I gotta say is... Excellently worded. It's, it's a little cringy. There was one... Excellently there worded. There was one lady that was really excited to do it. So I wonder if she was the richest person there or the poorest person there. Like, the one of them, she was really ah. excited to do it. And it's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, that's getting more into the psychology, and I am not qualified for that. Exactly. Yeah, reminder to all the Cinemaniacs, no one on this show that we've brought in yet, as far as I know, including myself and the Admiral, are licensed psychologists in any way, shape, or form. No, no but we are conspiracy theorists. Exactly. <laughs> we are. Uh, like, not the super crazy detached from look, reality kind. So the best, the best description I can give about me liking conspiracy theories is, look, I think they're really cool. I love reading about them. Do I believe in all of them? No. But if one of them come out and says it's true, you damn well going to be like, that's the one I believed in. I believed in that one. That's the one. So you're just going to jump on whichever one turns what? out to be true. Yep. You're, you're a bandwagon conspiracy no, theorist. No, because I know all the conspiracy theories. I know them all. And I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. That one's real. Sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that one's real? Yeah, I knew that one was real. Yeah. Oh, I knew that one long time ago. Mattress firm? Oh yeah, that's a front. That's one hundred percent a front. One hundred percent. Cinema gems. Y'all are across the country, all right? We only have data in basically two states. Okay, please, please, please let us know. In your town, do you also have three mattress stores on the same block? Right next to each and other. have you ever seen anybody inside of them? Have you ever seen anyone buy a mattress from any of those places? Just, just curious. Just let us know. Because I most certainly haven't, but I'm also not going to go fuck with them. Yeah. Um, uh. Okay, forgive me. I'm going to use that as a segue. Speaking of, of, of fucking, uh, we got the piano scene. Whoa, damn. That's a really good fucking car. 
That's a. I had to get us back on track. All right, let's let's just jump into this now. I need the maestro to to just some something out there. Come on. I thought you were telling me I can't say this on the show. No, no, not that. Rather, <laughs> were th was was it dubbed or were the keys accurate? Okay, so when uh, Julia Roberts. Yes, thank you. I almost said Sandra Bullock. No. Like, Julia Roberts, Richard Greer, different yeah, white so when woman. Julia Roberts is sat on to the keys of the piano and then they go noise from high to low. She is doing that motion. I can't see her butt hitting the keys, so I can't use the perfect pitch tool in my brain to tell you what notes should be playing. But just a a guesstimate, yeah. That's that being said, please don't do that to your piano. Please. If you have a good piano, I'm not even talking about like a, a digital keyboard. If you have a good piano of keys and hammers and strings, please don't put all your weight on the keys. Uh, put the cover over it first. Thank you. You can do whatever you want to like the top lid of it as long as the lid is down and you don't jostle the piano too much. But like be kind to your percussion string instruments, please. They're not cheap. But also, that wasn't his. It was the hotel's, and he's a very special guest. It's about being respectful to the instrument, whether it's yours or not. I also just love that before she walked in, he was just providing, I'm guessing, free, chill entertainment time for the uh, the, the workers of the hotel who were, like, in between shit. You know, you work the night shift, you're going to have a lot of boring dead time where you're just trying to stay awake before the next person comes in and you have to jump into action. And so in their downtime, they're just chilling in the lounge watching this rich dude play piano. Yep. It's not playing anything in particular. He's just kind of doodling. Doodling. Which is probably what I would do if I found a random piano in a hotel. Um, also, I would encourage the doodling. Please doodle. There's a piano. Go doodle. I want to hear you doodle. I will definitely pick out all the pianos in Central Florida and just be like, there's a doodle. Go doodle on there. Go doodle on that one. Doodle there. Well, it's just doodle. doodling on the piano means that you're not playing a particular piece. You're just listening to the piano. Okay. Yeah. You just you're just playing. You're not drawing. You're not sketching. You're, you're kind of just playing. following following the flow, letting your fingers move without really thinking. I know. That's why I want you to go doodle over there on that one. Go doodle that one. Um, Thank you, both of y'all for saying doodle as opposed to diddle because there is a huge difference. No. Yeah. Drummers diddle when they paradiddle. Oh, I hear a lot of diddle. My brain went elsewhere. <laughs> I hear, uh, you know, good what? old butt maestro musical turn bait and switch. It's not where my brain thought that was going. Oh, I know. So, segue, <laughs> segue. <laughs> Uh, we get to the night where basically Edward is kind of a dick, uh, because he's like, look, it didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to, blah, blah. He gets upset. He has a bad night. Um, and no. Julia Roberts is like, never talk that way again to me, ever. And it shows so it's a growth in their relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to point something about that line in the hotel room before she storms out. It's, I've never made anyone who made me feel as cheap as you today. Honestly, once she's out in the hallway and the doors of the elevator is closed, she's decided to stay. He's apologized. 
You can hear it in her voice. She's mentioned she's from Georgia. Yeah. But the second you hear her say, don't do it again, you can hear the Georgia in it. And I'm with you, Admiral. That's authenticity. Absolutely authenticity in the voice, in the character, and it's a new level of the development in their relationship. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that scene a lot as well. The The scene at the end where basically Richard Gere's character does not sell. Edward's like, I'm not going to sell to, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to buy it, but I want your grandson to run it. And I want to do this. I think it's because he's met someone in his life that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. And he doesn't want to, you know, him and Haw and do all kinds of stuff. He wants to like settle down. And just have a good life. And the fact that Jace... He grew a conscience and now feels guilty about working in a predatory industry. Yep. And Jason Alexander's character, the piece of shit that he is. The way he does what he does. Oh my god. Horrible person. Gross is not a strong enough word. No. Yeah, vile. He's, He's basically... Comes over to the hotel... Assaults her, belittles her, berates her, blames her for everything that just went wrong with him. Uh, Blame Philip blames his own problems on her, absolutely, and and is taking it out on her. And also, Uh, Edward is there to save the day. Exactly, Edward. Edward's like, get the fuck out of here, and and uh, Philip's about to start fighting Edward, and Edward's just like, get the fuck out of here, like, don't even fucking start, man. Oh, he breaks the shit out of Philip's nose. Yeah, it's like you broke my nose. Whoa! I cheered out loud. (laughs) And then, yeah, uh, fuck that dude. Fuck Philip Stuckley. Uh, bravo to Jason Alexander for committing to the bit and playing a piece of shit. Uh, very well. Hope he's not like that in real life. I haven't heard I, anything. I haven't heard any Me Too, so I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, and so um, then they get to the they get to the point where uh, Edward's like, "Why don't you come with me in New York? Look, I'll give a flat. I'll do all this, blah blah this, blah blah this." And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I'm getting wiser or I've been with a partner for seven something years uh but i just go and i go why didn't he ask what she wanted and it just clicked in my brain holy shit this man's thinking for himself this man doesn't give a fuck exactly exactly he he did what he wanted he didn't ask her what she wanted and you're right it's an incredible offer it's, it's, I mean, that's who, who wouldn't want to go live in New York in your own condo. You can shop with you. Sure. But you're right. He didn't think about her. And I, I think this is really where it actually starts to stem. You see a connection between the business relationship and the, the love relationship that has developed throughout this movie. And with Edward's decision to not buy the company, to tear it apart, sell so, but to build it up, that's his moment of realization of, I didn't ask her what she wanted. Yep. I'm not building anything. I'm just buying something and using it as my beck and call. Yep. I'm, I'm not building anything on top of that. It's There's no working together in that. We, we 
see her decline the offer. And uh, wonderful Mr. Thompson has Daryl uh, bring the limo and bring her back to uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Another cameo for you. Daryl, the driver, mm-hmm. was one of the police officers called in the uh, streetcar accident. Princess uh, Diary- yeah. and Princess Diaries when they get knighted by uh, Julia Andrews. Yep. Oh, okay. I in the say, name Princess of Saint Bride. Rose. I was like, Princess no, Diaries doesn't have a streetcar. No, but it's got a Peter Falk. Exactly. A giant. That's a all that matters. And it also has the cliffs of insanity. Uh. And runs of unusual size. If have we reviewed Princess Bride on this show? I have reviewed it within the second year of this, and uh, okay, and uh, a star from another podcast, uh, from an Australian podcast, actually came on and helped review it. Oh, yeah, very fun. Yeah, I have to go back and find that one in the library. Uh, I can give you it's the number somewhere on lowrainpictures.com, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, oh, well, you know what? I'll look it up while y'all are talking. So go ahead. I'll look it up while y'all are talking. There, there's also this whole bit about we. she had this, she, as a kid, she used to get locked up in the attic and she had a fantasy about being a princess and someone coming to rescue her. And that's the moment where Edward has a chance to really listen to her. Uh... And he proves a little bit later on that he was listening because when he has the chance to catch his flight, he diverts his path to find Vivian and pick her up and uh, defy his fear of heights halfway up the ladder, the fire escape that, to his credit, looked pretty janky. Uh, Name a fire escape that doesn't look janky. Exactly. I do love, though, he's not playing Careless Whisper. Yeah, he's he's not playing Careless Whisper. He's playing La Traviata. He's playing the opera that they saw together. Which is it just is so God, sweet. Goddamn adorable. It really is. I do love uh you know, he as as you said, he's climbing up the fire escape and uh hands her the flowers. He asks her, you know, what is Prince do after he rescues the princess. And she responds, it's the last line in the movie. She rescues him right back. And I I understand that this relationship developed in a week, but y'all, this the the wholesomeness. Truthfully, just the wholesomeness of this whole movie, the whole story. And again, it, it translates to, to Princess Diaries. Y'all are getting two reviews in one. You, you've you got this immature 16-year-old who just wants to hide and be invisible, doesn't want to be to be perceived, being thrust into this position of... Public power. And, 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 and forcing Publicit- herself publicity to, and, to yeah. grow and mature. And, and she was always that person on the inside, but with the confidence and the guidance yes. to get there. you ju- It's a glow-up. It's a glow-up. This is not a makeover movie, neither. They are both glow-up movies. And growing up. Yeah. Glow-up movies. A glow-up. A glow-up, grow-up movie. Uh, gr- and by the this way. This is, okay. This is the grown-up Grow up, blow up movie. Because the yep. child's one is Princess Diaries. Yep. Um, 
And also, by the way, after the uh, garbage truck decided to come back, that's why I didn't really talk that much, guys. Uh, I found the actual episode of Princess Bride that we review on oh, Cinema Oh, what number? Episode 33. Wow. That's a while back. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You know I love it. So there you go. Now you know, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for the Princess Bride review on Cinema Gems, it is episode number 33. Yeah. Which significant Just about to give this? y'all an idea of how far back that is. We're on, last week was 410. Yeah. Yep. Even though, we, as we've gone over before, the numbers on Lorraine Pictures are slightly off, and that's no one's fault. It's just, we're good. It's fine. You're There's just using ear- for a you're using irrational numbers occasionally. It's fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Uh, technically, on paper, we're on episode 416. Okay. Yeah, so we're almost to episode 420. So, just saying. Just saying. Well, you think about what you want to watch for that while I tell everyone and remind GLaDOS uh, what the rating system is on Cinema Gems because we have a rating system for the movies we watch and it's really simple. Whole Gem, amazing movie. Loved it, recommend it. Half Gem, it's alright. It's not a total waste of time, but it's not great. No Gem, waste of time. Avoid it. GLaDOS. What would you give Pretty Woman? A quarter of a million dollar gem. In reference to the necklace. I, I, I get that reference. And I completely agree. Same. A quarter of a million dollar gem. This is... I'm, I am so disappointed in myself and my loved ones who didn't tell me to watch this movie sooner. To be fair, I had been avoiding this movie because I thought it was just a... I thought this was in the same camp of The Notebook as more cheesy than substantial uh, okay. chick flick movie. And I've also realized over time that the term chick flick is way overused and way misunderstood. Uh, yeah, this is a whole gem of a movie. There's no way it's not. It's a classic for a reason. For yep. several reasons that we've gone over today. Admiral? Um, I also give this movie a full gem. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well. This is probably the sixth or seventh time I've seen it. But it's probably been over 25 years since I've actually seen it. Because this movie is 33. This movie is 33 years old. So yeah. Yep. Two years older than me. It's two years older than I'm you not and Patron. That. And Patron. And also, the kid from Cat in a Hat. Because he's the same age as you, but Maestro. He's the same oh, cool. age as you. Uh, I like how you forgot because the Cat in the Hat review. We took that We took that pill afterwards to forget I, that. Oh, yeah, no. I, I purposely forgot about that movie after we reviewed it. Good. Uh, Good. But hey, all let us know at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. What one you five. One five. Not five zero. One five. Um, what you thought of Pretty Woman. What movies are we missing out on? Uh, cute movies, romantic movies, inspiring movies, whatever you're thinking of, let us know at lowering, uh, sorry, at cinemagems1515 at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on lowrainpictures.com after you go to the Your 30 tab. You gotta pay them homage. Yep, and also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. But, but Maestro, before we go, I have a question for you. Is it about James Newton Howard and his score for this movie? 
Yes, that's exactly what it's about. That's I mean, exactly. we're we're getting an excellent score for a, a movie that is in a different vein than most of his other scores. I I know him most for his work on Treasure Planet and Atlantis Lost Empire, two iconic film scores in my opinion. Uh and is this a little bit different? Yes, absolutely. But you can still hear some of the motifs that would later evolve and expand and become these big epic sweeping themes later on. Uh, but is he keeps it simple for this movie. Wheelhouse? And he keeps it cute for this movie. He brings out the romanticism in the romantic moments. Uh, he brings out the sexiness in the sexy moments. And he brings out the sinisterness of certain characters in those moments as well. So he knows his tones. Yes. <laughs> Thank is this Alex. movie in his wheelhouse? Is this movie in his wheelhouse? Movie, how, why would it not be? I mean, you can I'm be diverse. Like... Well, I mean, you could be diverse in your music just as you could be diverse in your movies. Absolutely. And also, and also directing. We're looking at you, Gary Marshall. R.I.P. Uh, but look, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Also, remember to take some time for yourself. Uh, help yourself before you can help others. Take some time. Help for yourself your so self. that you can help others. There's an important distinction there, Admiral. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Give, you can't uh, pour from an empty cup. Give yourself the time exactly. you need to be okay so that then you have the energy to help yourself and others. Uh, and make sure that you don't burn a candle from four ends and become a flaming Yes, flaming windmill. That's I will right. find you a four-dimensional candle. I am 100% fine with that. It's ridiculous. I will find him. I will find it. Absolutely ridiculous. But guys, also remember to make sure that you just breathe and relax because a lot of shit is going on right now. Yes, shit. I said it. Shit. A lot of shit is going on right now. The writer's strike has ended, but the actor's strike is still going on. We support yes. the striking members 100%. We're so 100%. happy for the writers and the deals they got. Uh, disappointed in the AMPTP, I believe I'm using the right acronym, uh, for taking so damn long and dragging their feet for so long and continuing to do so with SAG. Uh, and we wish SAG the absolute best of luck in their negotiations and hope that they can get what they deserve. Stand strong. Workers, yep. the writers, the actors, the people that produce the product that the people at the top benefit off of should have the power. Yeah. It shouldn't be the little guy fighting for it for the big company. The big company should be the little guy, and the little guy should be the one that's gaining all of the fucking revenue from creating certain things. What does that look like? I don't know, a, a off-kilter or upside-down pyramid? I believe sometimes I it's referred to pyramid. as... Yeah, inverted pyramid. Yeah. Sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know. I've never seen yeah. it in action. Me either. Never. But guys, just remember to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. And also, people who are out there who know us, who will stop us in the parking lot of doing uh picking up carts yes i did get uh stopped recently and noticed oh. i don't know if it was specifically by my voice but i did get noticed um, very nice so thank you listener uh for checking out and i gave him some little like 
hotshot movie reviews that I've seen recently. Um, and he was uh, he was in the midst of going and watch one of them. Uh, so I know we recorded this a little bit earlier than when it's supposed to come out. But thank you very much, random person, for stopping me in the parking lot. Um, you made guys, the Admiral's you, day. Thank you, random you, person. Legit did. Legit. I immediately went up to Patron and she's like, what the hell? I was like, yep, this happened. And she's like, oh, shit. Damn. Uh, so, yes, guys, just remember that you can reach out to us in person if you know us personally or if you've heard about us personally. Uh, but also email us at cinemagems15, that's 15, at gmail.com. Um, and hit us up with any type of ideas that you want us to do for shows, any things you tell about us. And if you don't like the no- the sound of our voice, then Are it's okay. You, you don't have to, to email us? in. You don't have to email in. But, guys, just remember – to make before we leave, for yourself. before we leave, Admiral, I do want to say real quick, big thank you again to Gladys for coming back on and reviewing this with us, uh, and being again like uh, Doctor Almond Kringle, so much more prepared for this show than either of its main hosts. Yep, one hundred percent. Thank you, Glados, so much, love and you. this is the present to both of you. It's an amazing present that I feel like is cheap, but also enough of a platform that it can give to y'all to have your word spattered out with whatever y'all want to say. And Thank it really you. means a lot that you came on GLaDOS. Thank you for I've the opportunity. Thank times. you for the gift. I appreciate y'all so much. I had a lot of fun and I hope that the viewers and listeners enjoy listening to me talk about my conspiracy theory. I mean, I certainly Well, do. I know I did. I know I did. <laughs> I did. And that's what the show, let's be honest, that's what the show is for, is me and the butt maestro. You know, yeah, exactly. If we're enjoying it, then we figure y'all can enjoy it too, right? If we're having a good time, y'all should have a good we're, time. We're hoping that comes across and is maybe a little bit contagious. Uh, but thank you, as always, to our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family members. We love y'all. Keep up the awesome support and awesome work. We love y'all so much. And also, guys, just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always, always matter, matter, guys. Love y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, GLaDOS.